Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you help us not back down. Thank you that you help us stand our ground even when the battle seems dim. Help us to trust in you when we don't have the courage any longer. Help us to love you dearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Um, For the past couple of weeks, we have been in the book of Ephesians, which has been written by the Apostle Paul while he was sitting in jail. Now, he didn't write this letter to anyone specifically or any church specifically, but that is what I think is so special about this letter is because Paul knew that we all struggle with battles daily. So today we're going to look at the spiritual armor that God has provided for us. In Ephesians 6, 14 through 17, it says this, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I've seen Gladiator once or twice, but I am no scholar on Roman armor. And that sounds incredibly impressive. I went to a Christian college, but um, the time my New Testament class came around, that was usually my nap time. And um, I continue to kick my 19-year-old self for all the valuable information I missed while I glazed over. Since then, whenever I feel overwhelmed or unclear of what a passage or a book of the Bible is saying, I turn to the children's section. I use my kids' Bibles all the time. And my favorite resource for this message was a kid's guide to the armor of God by Tony Evans. Thank you, Tony. Whatever way can help you better understand the Bible and gives you a clear picture, I say, more power to you. When I first think of armor, I think of medieval knights, Lancelot and his huge sword and a lot of chain mail, but the Roman soldiers of Paul's day looked a little different. And as you can see, I got this from Paul's Instagram account, okay? Paul was in contact with them every day, and while writing this letter, he was even chained to one of them. Anyone who heard this letter during that time knew that the Roman soldiers were one of the most feared, largest military forces. But why would we need such armor to be equipped for warfare? You may be saying, well, I've never really been in spiritual warfare. Is that even necessary? Are you sure that stuff is even real? Well, the devil would love for you to continue to think that. Just think about all the thoughts that run through your head on a daily basis. Yeah, there's fruitful stuff, but there's a large majority that causes us undue stress, anxiety, and negativity towards others, and that feeling of anger rising up in your chest. Sound familiar? The good news is that God has already won the battle, but the devil is going to catch you off guard. He's going to pick apart every thought, every emotion, every word until that trust in God has been obliterated, and you are left wondering how you even got here. The evil one's tactics may not always be showy, but he is diabolically clever. This isn't a physical battle. It's unseen, unheard, a struggle felt throughout every aspect of your life. So what can we do to protect ourselves? 
we need his spiritual armor. And the first piece of armor that God provides us with is the belt of truth. Nobody wants to go into battle with their pants falling down. Am I right? A Roman soldier's belt held everything in place. And it's normal for guys to wear long tunics back then. So if they needed to run or advance, they could use their belt to hold up a portion of their tunic. And as for truth, I don't think it comes very easy these days. I feel like the things we hear need to be taken with a grain of salt. It's like playing telephone when you were a little kid and you pass along the secret and at the end it was just this weird version. But that's what people are doing these days. They're taking up that jumbled version as truth. One of my favorite games to play as a kid with my family was gestures. And um, how you play it is the player would pick out four cards and order them from easiest to hardest, and you would act that out, kind of like charades. And it had this fancy timer that you would put the cards in, and if you didn't get it, the card would drop to the bottom. Well, our team was up next, and my brother Jeff, he's uh, gifted in gestures. And so he, his turn was ready to go. He went through his first three super quick, and I'm like, okay, we have this one in the bag. The last one, he gets on the ground. He's on his stomach writhing around, um, shaking, and we're yelling out things like seal, snake, body surfing, a whole slew of other things. And he is just frustrated that we are not getting this. And the card eventually drops, and he turns to us and says, don't you people know what belly dancing is. <laughs> He's not so gifted in understanding belly dancing, obviously. My brother's version really wasn't true, but he definitely thought it was. God simply wants us to know that he is true. Jesus says in John eight thirty two, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God's truth brings understanding and victory. And without his view on truth, there can be a sense of misunderstanding and loss. So how do we know what is true daily? God gave us the helper in the Holy Spirit. You know, that little inner voice that gently guides. When you have a relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit is to guide us and this microphone in places when we feel uncertain and he can help. Hold on. He can help us seek truth daily. Second is the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness simply means being or doing what is right. And that is why the belt of truth came first. Because without knowing what is true, we won't know what to do right. When you have a relationship with Christ and you know that he has died for your sins, he now calls you righteous. And there is no way that can ever be taken from you. For a Roman soldier, the breastplate's job is to meant protect their heart. How often do you feel like your heart is being attacked? Satan loves it when we focus on our past because that past allows shame to creep back into our hearts. And even though God sees us as righteous and removes that shame, we still continue to follow into the evil one's traps if we don't protect our heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Once you allow righteousness to flow throughout your life, you act differently, you make different choices, and over time, there becomes a true difference. Michael Jordan once said, 
It's not about the shoes. It's about what you do in them. God gives us the shoes fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace as our third item. Some people regard peace as something you can hope for against ISIS or something you feel on your back porch at night. However, God's peace is far beyond that. It could be something we can lean into and allow it to cover our emotions and our decisions. Roman soldiers, they wore very thick bottom sandals, and they had these nails called hobnails that they were driven into the bottom. Kind of reminds me of a modern-day cleat. And those sandals provided stability, traction, and a soldier was not easily moved. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what it feels like to be knocked down. Whether in a relationship, missing out on a job opportunity, or feeling left out from the crowd. The beauty of God is that you can talk to him whenever you need to. With the shoes fitted with the gospel of peace, we are able to feel a peace that truly sustains during any hard season. A story that I once heard was um, a young boy was a passenger on a plane flying through a really bad storm. The turbulence was getting so bad that the passengers around him started to panic. However, the young boy didn't seem afraid. One of the passengers turned to him and said, how can you be so calm in the middle of this storm? The young boy simply said, well, my dad's the pilot. (laughs) Long story short, if you know who is at the controls of your life, you can have peace even in the middle of life's storms. The first three pieces of armor, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes fitted with the gospel of peace are what you have on all the time. The last three are what you need to pick up when needed. And even back then, I believe the Apostle Paul knew that every great outfit needed accessories. Right, ladies? Okay. The fourth is the shield of faith. And a Roman soldier's shield was large. It was two feet wide by four feet high. So the soldier could crouch underneath for protection from flaming arrows. The Roman soldiers had a strategy of joining their shields together to form this giant barrier. And I think that is a beautiful picture of community. That in the scary moments of battle, we can join together. This isn't a solitary fight, but one where we can come together as soldiers who wear the same armor, we have the same battle scars, and we will fight together. When we use the shield properly, we can advance in battle, knowing that Jesus is the perfect example of faith. Faith needs to be connected to truth. Otherwise, if you don't believe in his truth, you can't have faith. Faith is all about taking action. I love watching the Olympics, and I specifically remember the 1996 Atlanta Games, and this event already lives on in amazing moments of the past Olympics. It happened on the final night of the women's gymnastics team event. The United States was in second place behind Russia, and they needed a good score on the vault in order to beat them. Carrie Strug stood on the mat as the last gymnast to vault for the Americans, and the gymnast who had gone before Carrie had fell on both of her tents, so they had to throw out her score. And now the weight of a nation fell upon the shoulders of an 88-pound, 19-year-old Carrie Strug. She was known for buckling under pressure, but the vault was her best event. Carrie needed a score higher than 9.4 in order to secure the gold medal for the Americans. She fell on her first vault spraining her ankle and tearing some of her ligaments. So how could Carrie vault again? 
She limped back to the starting point, hoping that the feeling would go away while she fought back tears. The voice of her coach, Bella Carolla, yelled to her, you can do it, Carrie, you can do it. She looked at him and she believed. And her feet demonstrated that belief. Carrie ran towards the vault and flew herself into the air one last time. She could barely hold her foot down on the mat, but she stuck her landing. And then she immediately collapsed in agony. As she was carried away, her score allowed the Americans to win. Carrie took home the gold that night because of the faith she had in her coach. Our coach has the faith in us. So are we choosing to live that out in our daily lives? The fifth piece is the helmet of salvation. Just like a football player wants to protect their head from impact, the helmet of salvation will protect our mind. Your mind controls your emotions and your will. It's valuable because just like our bodies, if we put unhealthy stuff in it, we're not going to be in our best shape. The images, words, and thoughts that go into our mind have a direct impact on who we are. So when you feel defeated or desperate, remember that Jesus, he's already sacrificed it all for you so that you could have hope and comfort in him. So in the midst of battle, keep your mind focused on his voice of salvation. The last piece is the sword of the spirit. This is fascinating because this is the only offensive weapon to attack our enemy. The rest of the pieces are to protect us. Ephesians 6.17 says, The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit is not something Zorro or swashbuckling pirates would use. It's shaped like a long dagger, about a foot and a half long, used for in-your-face, hand-to-hand combat. It was known as a gladius, and double-edged, sharp enough to pierce through armor, easy to hide like this one. Okay. All right. However, this is a Bugs Bunny letter opener, okay? But the fact is, you, you get the idea. God, he is fully aware that the devil is an opponent that will not lay off. That is why this sword is different. It's better than any man-made sword because by using a man-made sword, you can cancel out any need for God. The sword of the Spirit is truly the word of God, the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Our sword, it won't stay sharp on its own. We must continually sharpen it, just like Greg said the other week. Just taking five minutes of reading your Bible, it will sharpen us. Roman soldiers were not even allowed into battle without having extensive training in the gladius. We too need to understand the word of God because Satan, he's going to cleverly try to twist it around for you. You need to learn it, understand it, and if you need help, ask someone or check out the children's section. It doesn't matter that you're not classically trained in fencing or your upper arms are not as strong as you like. You need to believe that the sword in your hand is capable of doing more damage to any attacks that come your way. There was once this bodybuilder that was on a health and wellness tour around Africa, and he stopped at the major cities, but he went to some remote villages as well, and he paraded around, puffing out his muscles, 
And in the middle of his performance, there was an interruption by one of the tribal chiefs. He said to the bodybuilder, what you've shown us is impressive. I've never seen that many muscles on one man before. The bodybuilder smiled smugly, used to hearing those flattering marks. The tribal chief continued, I only have one question, though. What do you use all those muscles for? The bodybuilder said, well, this is my profession. It's my job. Well, you don't use those muscles for anything else, he asked. The bodybuilder just shook his head. What a waste, said the chief, to have all those muscles and not to use them. I'm sure each one of you know someone who had so much potential, full of talent and promise, and wasted it away. Let's not do that to ourselves. It is our job to dress ourselves with all that has been given to us, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and his spirit. If we don't put on the armor of God, we will never get to experience the victory of walking with him. If you're overwhelmed, stressed out, can't seem to see an end of this battle, just remember Jesus is our defender when we cannot defend ourselves. With him, we are victorious. Romans 8.37 says, In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As you head out into battle this week, by his love, we are more than conquerors.